podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is the Whistleblowers Daily, the bite-sized show that gives you the football headlines and some concise opinion on each every weekday throughout the season. I'm Mark Smith. These are your football headlines for Wednesday the 8th of February. Speculation continues to grow around who might be new manager of Leeds United following the sacking of Jesse Marsh on Monday. We do know it won't be West Brom boss Carlos Corbran though, he signed a new deal with the West Midlands club. Names still on the list include Marcelo Bielsa, Ralph Hasenhutl and Ange Postacoglu. Marsh was relieved of his duties following a poor run of form which saw them without a win in seven, culminating in a loss at Nottingham Forest on Sunday. They play Manchester United twice in five days starting tonight at Old Trafford. The fallout from the financial charges brought by the Premier League against Man City continues today. After an investigation lasting more than four years, the Premier League released a statement on Monday saying it had charged City with more than 100 breaches of financial rules between the years 2009 and 2018. City said they were not given advance warning of the Premier League statement this week and questioned the timing, given the UK government's white paper on football governance is due to be published later this month. It seems as though David Moyes' job is safe for now, following a recent upturn in results. Moyes was under huge pressure, but wins against Everton, Derby and a draw away at high-flying Newcastle have secured his position for a while longer. We'll report on that in this show. And in tonight's game, managerless leads travel to third place at Manchester United. Those are your headlines. OK then, let's start with Jesse Marsh. Leeds United are a huge club. Jesse Marsh is gone. Did he deserve it? Was this the right time to sack him? Let's find out. Here is a broadcaster and host of The Week in the Tackle, Tom Rennie. You know, it's a funny one with Jesse Marsh, isn't it? Because he came in to replace Marcello Bielsa and he was the successor that was named well in advance of Bielsa's departure as the man that was going to come in eventually to replace that legendary manager. Came in early because of how Bielsa's final season was going. And actually, it's not nothing. It's not nothing that he got them up last season. There was no guarantee that Leeds United were going to stay in the Premier League and they were a real mess at the end of the Bielsa era. Marsh had to come in, get results, lift spirits and get them over the line. He did that and then in the summer just gone, he lost his two best players from that run in Calvin Phillips to Manchester City and Rafinha to Barcelona. This season has not gone particularly well. They won only four of their 20 league matches this season, 10 defeats in that time, just two wins in the last 17. The record is not good. But you do tend to feel that if there was goodwill towards him, then maybe he would have been able to ride out this storm and maybe get Leeds in the Premier League again for another season, maybe allowed to fight this relegation battle, which has 10 or 12 teams in it, in my opinion. And so there's no guarantee they will be down there come the end of it. There was still a long way to go. But He never won round the Leeds fan base. I've never met a Leeds fan that particularly warmed to Jesse Marsh. And some of that weird Michael Scott middle management, local branch manager speak was very off-putting. I think he's a serious manager. He won't leave the club like Bob Bradley did as an American that's now a a joke figure. But certainly he was a very difficult man to like from a Leeds supporter perspective. And that whole question last year about who are your inspirations and you're expecting Alex Ferguson and Arsene Wenger and you get Gandhi and Mother Teresa kind says everything you need to know about a man who has quite a high opinion of himself and maybe isn't just a, a standard football manager as, as, as maybe we were expecting at Leeds United. I don't know. It was tough to like him. Frankly, the tactics were bizarre at times. It was just running around aimlessly at times when you watch Leeds United as opposed to a coherent style of play. And... 
The weird thing as well is that in the transfer window, they've signed his best friend in football to coach the club in Chris Armas. They've signed Chris uh, Weston McKenney to play alongside Tyler Adams in midfield. They've let him break the record transfer for the striker in Rutter up front and then sacked him. So it's a bit of a mess. I don't know who comes in. I'm not surprised that he's gone, but whoever comes in has got a lot to do in a short space of time. And frankly, if you're asking me, are they more or less likely to be relegated today than before they sacked him? I'd say more at this moment in time. The next manager is going to be a crucial appointment. It might need to be a firefighter. The trouble is, they've already gone. I don't think you should make long-term appointments in a relegation battle, as maybe Marsh replacing Bielsa shows. That was broadcaster Tom Rennie. Check out his podcast, The Week in the Tackle, on Sirius XM. Brilliant broadcaster, great podcast, all round. Lovely stuff. Moving on then, Man City. We didn't touch upon this very much yesterday. Um... It's such a huge story. It's difficult to really sort of put into words how how much this is going to affect things, not just for City, but I think for the Premier League in general. This isn't quite a long enough podcast to really get into it, um, but I think what I'll be doing is sort of day on day for, for, for the next few days at least, or maybe the next few weeks, I don't know yet. When there's new stuff come out, we'll have to mention it. It's going to be a, a, an ongoing story. But for now, we know that City have been charged with 115 breaches of financial rules, alleged breaches, I should say. And they are now upset that they weren't given advance warning. And they're starting to believe that actually maybe this is, uh, maybe they're being made an example of. Maybe the Premier League are doing this at this time, being made an example of. Personally, I'm not really buying it. I've worked in the football industry for a while. I don't think it was a particularly well-kept secret. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that, but it doesn't feel like this is a shock for a lot of people in the industry. I think maybe the scale of it is a shock, but the bottom line is City have never been a big enough club with a big enough fan base to to legitimately justify those turnovers, from where I'm standing anyway. I mean, this is all, you know, opinion. Take it all with a pinch of salt if you want. But they've never been... They're not Man United, they're not Liverpool, they're not Arsenal, they're not even Chelsea. And yet these turnovers they're claiming are <laughs> ludicrous, but really. And I think over the next few days we're going to see some pretty jaw-dropping revelations come out. So stay tuned for those. If you're a Man City fan, I do apologise that we will have to cover this quite a lot. But, you know, it's very relevant. Finally then, David Moyes looks as though he's safe for now, following... I mean, a minor upturn in results, but still an upturn nonetheless. Let's talk to Phil Whelans from the Stop Hammer Time podcast. Mark, I've just spent a week in the uh, Indian Ocean on a boat uh, scuba diving and I had no connectivity. And while I was away, was unaware that West Ham had uh, won a game of football and drawn another one. Won against Derby County and drawn against Newcastle in the league. Uh, perhaps this is the answer. Perhaps like a game of grandmother's footsteps. When you're facing away, the team will win continuously. And as soon as you turn around, perhaps alerted by the sound of the match of the day theme, you turn around and there they are losing again. Who knows? Are we turning a corner? Well, if we are, it'll be very slowly, like a huge oil tanker, because David Moyes is a cautious man, if nothing else. Let's hope it's not like that giant super container ship that got caught in the Suez Canal attempting to turn a corner, when in fact you can't turn a corner in the Suez Canal. You just have to keep going. And perhaps that's a metaphor or an analogy for the way this season's going. Well, that's all the analogies from me, Mark. See you later. 
That was Phil Whelans from the Stop Hammer Time podcast, available on this very network. All right then, tonight, Leeds United travel to Manchester United. They've not got a manager, but they've always got a chance. It's a big derby. It'd be a great game, I'm sure they always are. So wherever you're watching that, I hope you enjoy it. I'll be back same time, same place tomorrow with more Whistleblowers Daily. Sports Social Podcast Network.